listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Hey guys, it's Royden. Just a quick producer's note on this episode. We kind of had connectivity issues throughout the episode. Tej was clipping in and out at points, and at points I just completely drop off the map. We tried to fix as much of it as possible, but I still think it sounds pretty good, so I hope you enjoy our review of Barbarian. Thanks for listening. Across the board, but like to talk about it, like break it down, get down to like the minutia of the movie. That's fun. I think it's not even funniest... a real movie, to be honest. No, there's a plot. There's our hero's journey. The funniest thing to me was explaining this to Teej, who is you know not a generation, but just like a few years removed from this sort of that sort of craze, and be like, and him being like, "Were people actually doing this?" And we had a yes, like we yes, bro. <laughs> We were inspired. Project X changed our lives. Not me. Though, that was our that was our renaissance. <laughs> Project X being our animal house is tough. People but legit died at Project X parties, like out here yeah. in Katy. It was crazy. Be real. Smile for be real, y'all. Smile for be real. Yeah, hey. be real. Shout out to the podcast audience listening to us take a be real photo right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's better than at a, like a funeral. The ones you see on like Twitter or whatever. Oh God! <laughs> you ever seen those? No. <laughs> you haven't seen that? Somebody uh, yes, like uh, had, had to be real, and it's just like at, at my uncle's funeral, like uh, truly taking a picture of the open casket, <laughs> and like Gen Z I, is like fully unhinged. I I just don't get be real, man. Like that doesn't sound like fun. Maybe it's because I'm like I'm an adult, and all my friends are boring and have like jobs, so they're just at like their computers Dude, all day every day. What? But. You know what my be real would be? It'd be me, me getting waxed in Madden would be my be real photo. <laughs> right? That's all it would be. Anyway, uh, or Derek screaming at a bunch of kids. Like, is that your be real photo? Uh, it's either that or just like me looking like I am like on the edge <laughs> in a classroom. Because I'm, so, because I'm so bored because it's like, we're, we're reading Lord of the Flies or something. And I'm just like, this book sucks. <laughs> Why are we reading this? Have you started assigning 1984 to your kids to start giving them ideas about capitalism and uh, stuff like that? No, I just told them to go outside. Oh, like, if, you wanna, if you want to read 1984, look out your window. <laughs> Speaking of Lord of the Flies <laughs> and uh, barbaric acts. Yeah, we're Ooh. talking about bar- mm, transitions. We're talking about Barbarian this week. Welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 123. Uh, we've been off for, yeah, I know, we've been off for a minute. Had to do a couple of, uh, had to do a couple of throwback reviews, if you will. Something that we kind of got away from for a minute, but uh, because movies were actually coming out. But it turns out uh, the movie industry hates like the last three weeks of summer despise yeah. it they don't they didn't release anything they released an idris elba Li- fights a lion movie and dragon ball z i watched idris elba stab a lion with a knife <laughs> and, <laughs> and i watched dragon ball we z. got to <laughs> right and so they uh they finally released a good good film they finally released a good movie 
Um, and even if it was a bad movie, I think we all would have still gone and seen it. But uh, Barbarian. Um, but if you hear heard that voice, Derek is back with us. I know that Hi. was like an 18 minute cold open. But <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, Derek is back with us for the first time since Project X. You won't see Tej because he's uh he's breaking several California state laws right now, driving Back. and podcasting. Which Gavin Newsom is on your ass, Tej. Hey, bro, gotta do what you gotta do for the content. Gotta do what you gotta do. I'm not, I'm not on this podcast, so I would. The fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he uh it basically this is the evolution of seinfeld's uh web series is now podcasting mm. cars getting coffee <laughs> yeah so that was a very Podca- neat joke podcasters, thank you very much podcasters and cars getting citations getting, citation, <laughs> getting pulled over um barbarian came out just a couple of weeks ago uh if you haven't R. seen it yet go see that shit yeah right? um we're gonna still, tell you gonna that right now Go see it. By the way, fuck with it to some extent. So go see it. We'll get into it in a minute. Probably a lot of heavy spoilers in like the first reviews of this, just to be completely honest. Um, So I'm telling you now, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Yeah, turn this off and listen to us later. Um, It's a very fast movie. What? Uh, I was saying the same movie. (laughs) Okay. So just turn it off now. All right. Um, it's a very quick movie, one hour and forty-two minutes long. So yeah, there's not a, there's not a lot to not a lot of filler to uh, talk about here. It uh, has a seven point seven on IMDb. It is rated the number ten overall popularity movie right now. Seventy-nine Metascore, which is hard to do. Uh, Barbarian: A woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. Pretty good synopsis, actually. Director. And writer Zach Krieger, who, by the way, and I've been telling you on this in the group chat, is one of the creators of the web series The Whitest Kids You Know, which was formative comedy for me back in seventh grade. Now you fucked up. Now you, now fucked, you, up. Now you fucked up. You have fucked up now. You have fucked up now. <laughs> um, it uh, stars Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long. Uh, Stop right and, there! <laughs> Don't reveal well, any more cast members. Uh, and well, Richard Brake is is a guy named Frank in this as well. Um, he plays a plays a big part. Uh, you got to give this guy a shout out. We'll say about him, Matthew Patrick Davis as well. We won't tell you who his character is, but it. Did you say this had a ten million dollar budget? It had a ten million dollar box office. I don't know. What it, the okay, was. so it's it's made. I can't find the budget, but it's made thirteen million worldwide, um, so far. Let's see, barbarian budget. This is gonna earn back. Yeah. Okay, so it was a ten point five million dollar budget. Earned it all back in the first weekend, which is good for movies. But horror movies kind of do this on their own. They also marketed this kind of strange. Like it took. You know, I didn't see as much marketing for this as you would have seen for, I don't know, The Nun 8. But this was originally uh, going to be a Hulu movie. And then people were uh, like, this shit bangs. And they were like, huh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> so nothing else was coming out. And they were like, fuck it, let's put it in theaters now. So nothing else is here. Yeah. And look, it's fighting against, co- it's fighting for its life against college football and NFL football. <laughs> but 
still um, enough people went and saw it to make it worth putting out in theaters. Yeah, has number one a, at the box office this week because nothing else was out worth seeing. Ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy four percent audience score, which is actually kind of interesting. Smart, darkly humorous, and above all else, scary. Barbarian offers a chilling and consistently unpredictable thrill ride for horror fans let's get um well let's go with Derek first and then we'll go Tej. so we like where there's some connection issues so we're not talking over each other but go ahead Derek. sure okay uh so i'm gonna go ahead and like not even beat around the bush right now this is an a plus for me nice um i love this movie <laughs> so much uh uh like you said it was an it's like an hour 45 minutes it was a breeze to watch um there were not that many people in my theater when I went and saw it. There was truly like me and then like three other couples. And, you know, it was, it was nice to feel like a seventh wheel. Um, <laughs> um, because it was literally like I was sitting in my seat alone, literally like covering my ears, like squinting through my eyes. I'm just like, this movie is scary. Um, which I'm just kind of a big baby anyways when it comes to horror movies. Um, but... Uh, it was so much fun. I didn't see, like, I didn't see any of what was happening in the, in this movie coming. Like, nothing that happened in this movie I ever saw coming. I, I'm, I'm really impressed with just, like, what they did with the story and, like, the, the beats that they took and, like, the places they went. It was funny. Um, when Justin Long comes in um, and his characters were just introduced, I was like, this feels like a weird place for the story to go. But then it was like, oh no, this is actually like, it feels natural and it feels like it felt, I, I don't know. I, I can't, I, I don't really have a ton to say about it just cause it's all positive. <laughs> and I want to like, wait until we get into like the actual, like talk of the movie. Major uh, just know that it, yeah. Just know that it's an A plus for me personally. TG with us. Yes. I'm here. You hear me? Yes, yes sir. sir. All right. Go ahead. Give your review so we're not talking over each other with uh, with, with uh, you breaking laws. All right. All right. Well, uh, I down in the movie theater. I was having a great time. I really liked the kind of switch. I saw just the trailer about the, the main character going, that guy that you were like, is he a bad guy? Is he not a bad guy? And so I thought that was the extent of the film break into this Justin Long part of the movie where all of a sudden he's on the 10 he's on the 101 living his best life and and singing all of a sudden his life kind of comes crashing down cool transition to take the movie but uh, I I enjoyed the whole movie I realized I had a lot of questions that I just assumed were going to be answered and so I didn't really think about assume there were certain things that were going to be answered I spent a lot of the time, I spent probably half the time thinking that the movie had these gender dynamics, which obviously it was to a certain extent. And the other half, I really thought this was about um, housing and kind of like the way neighborhoods, neighborhoods are gentrified. And I thought that they did a really good job of establishing that it's not just there. There are certain kinds of subgenres of scary movies. Like, is this person bad monster? Also, monsters down in the basement. Like those, those are two separate genres. And then the house is bad. Whatever is in this house, like, like you should be scared because the house in itself is 
uh, when she's sleeping over the night with Bill Skarsgård, and she asks him, did you open my door? That, like, Bill Skarsgård is saying he didn't open the door, and if he, in fact, didn't open the door in the house, regardless of whatever's going on inside the house. Well, when there's a point where she finally leaves the house where she is in the neighborhood, and the way that it's shot and the way that it's scored is an extension of the house is bad. This is the neighborhood is bad. This whole neighborhood is fucked. New boss is like, yo, you're staying where? Get the fuck out of that neighborhood right now. So I'm like, okay, some crazy shit going down in this neighborhood. And so I'm thinking this is a story about just going through the story. And then the movie just kind of ends. And I think that they resolve the dynamics part of it. But then I was left with a whole bunch of like, wait, were we not talking about just what have to do with it? Like, I understand that uh, one of the characters when he did flashbacks says, like, oh, but I thought there were so many strings that they pulled out that they just didn't land. So when it ended, you know, I was at that animal draft house, which I'm sure you all have been to. And so, you know, the up off your check. And she dropped off my check, and I was like, there's no way this movie's ending in the next. There's too much to explore. And I'm having a good time. So that much. They- they just must have jumped into it, and I was just like, oh, shit, I had a lot more questions than I was left with answers. But as I enjoyed it, I would say I would give it a B plus. It's a very fun movie. It's really well. It's acted really well. I just, I just feel like there were a couple things within the shit and land it with, but, but I still had a pretty, pretty amazing time, and especially given how I was pretty blown away about what they were able to do with it i'll give it all right so b plus from tej i'm gonna have to hopefully we can cut that together i was were you hearing every other word yeah, yeah that was yeah. kind of choppy but i think i got most of it yeah all right so tej gives it a b plus had some unanswered questions um dex go ahead uh i'm i'm right there with Derek now and i'm giving this an a plus when i first i saw the movie uh, I got invited to like a little like press screening for it, uh, like okay. the day before it came out. Yeah, I mean, I saw it a day early. You know what I'm saying? It came out on Thursday. I saw but it. But still, <laughs> when you when you when you mark when you lead with press screening, I'm yeah. just like, well, I was in you know. there with a bunch of other with couples. And you're like, <laughs> I'm here with the I'm here with the coastal elites, the Gulf yeah. Coast. I'm, I'm here with the the press, uh, the movie press of Houston. You know, the most the elite main, people on the planet, the lamestream yeah. media. <laughs> <you> <laughs> But yeah, I got invited and I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't usually fuck with horror movies. That's not my bag. But I was like, you know, fuck it. It's a press greeting. I'm going to go like, and pretend to be an elite, whatever, whatever. So I go and this movie starts. And like everybody else, like you watch the trailer, you're expecting it to be like, okay, she goes to this house. There's a dude already there. The dude's going to like be a demon and like fuck with her and like murder her or something, whatever. Like, that's fine. But no, this movie like just completely flips on its head like 30 minutes into it. And you're like, oh, shit, like what the fuck is going on here? And then like everyone keeps saying, everyone who's seen the movie will tell you like you have no idea what the fuck is coming next. And you don't. And I love that feeling. I usually, like I said, I don't fuck with horror movies. I only started watching horror movies because y'all made me on this pod. Y'all bullied me. We literally watching- bullied you into watching good movies. <laughs> y'all bullied me into watching Midsummer and... Uh, Candyman and the Invisible Man and like I I watched this one and Nothing I was like you hits. know what 
you know what? This movie fucking bangs. I went and saw it twice. So like, oh. It was that damn good to me. Like, even though it was scary as hell, I, even the second time when I watched it, I was sitting there like watching through my fingers at some point because this movie is tense as hell. Like the music is perfect to like make you scared. It like, I love a movie that knows that the audience knows like movie tropes. So like, they'll just have characters like get into a car and like the camera angle will be like a little off and you're like, Oh, like some shit's about to happen. And they're like, they're just literally fucking with you. Like nothing is about to happen. Like they're just sitting in a car, but because Zach Krieger knows that, you know, horror movie tropes, it's still like a tense moment. And I love that shit. Uh, I love the way this movie is shot. I love the way it sounds. And uh, we'll get into spoilers. I can talk about, you know, how much I love Justin Long's character and what that means and all that. But uh, yeah, man, I I fucking love this movie. I started out with like a giving it like a B plus and then I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I saw it again and I was like, you know what? A plus. I love this movie. It's my third favorite movie of the year so far. Third favorite movie of the year? Behind everything, everywhere, all at once. Wow! And Beast and Top Gun Maverick. I got, I got this one. Oh yeah, Beast. Uh, it's tied for third. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z superhero. <laughs> A movie I will never watch. <laughs> no disrespect. Um, None taken. The <laughs> I'm a little lower on this than 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 y'all are. Not because not because I like hated it or anything. I uh, really enjoyed my time. Watching it, watching a watching a horror movie by yourself is tough. Like, and I had to do that, especially when when you're married and you have a built-in person to go to these horror movies with. Like, it's a tough look to just be, you know. Hi, hello. <laughs> so I know the feeling, Derek. And it's also you don't have anybody to like bounce the 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 fright off of. Where you're yeah. just like, did you like? Are you scared? I'm scared. <laughs> I'm so fucking scared I, right now. <laughs> I whispered multiple times, like too, like not like too loud or whatever. But I was just like, "What the fuck?" And like, no one, no yeah. one responded. And I was like, "Oh, so I guess I'm just uh, the asshole." Then yeah. I'm here, yeah. So yeah, I am here by myself. Um, I did go. I I think I audibly let out, a, "Oh no!" And in the theater a couple times. That one, that one got a chuckle. But there uh, were multiple. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Like right. <laughs> in the screening, like, no, girl, no. Right. Girl. I, um, I was a little lower on it, uh, not not for any particular reason other than I, I've kind of s- seen some of the stuff like done before where, and I almost, not that I say that I didn't know where it was going to end up. I kind of figured that it was going to, going to be some, some sort of demon or something living in the house. I kind of felt that Bill Skarsgård's character was always going to be a bait and switch, even with the marketing. I didn't realize the messaging that the that the movie was going to end up talking about. Other, uh, I thought it was like Tej was saying, probably going to be about gentrific- gentrification or something of that sort. Um, but no, it, you know, it kind of kind of harkens back to films like that are more pulpy, like The Hills Have Eyes and and mm-hmm. things of that sort. Not to completely ruin the movie, but like it sort of borrows from some of those movies, but puts its own twist on it and has like horror movies do now, most of them, in, unless it's named The Conjuring or whatever, has a has a message to it. And I think that message is very poignant and very good. Um, and I think it's pretty well, pretty well done, uh, after, especially after Dex explained it to me like a, like <laughs> I'm a big dumb idiot. Um, but 
it just, it, yeah, it kind of borrowed from things that I had seen. Very well made. The score of the movie is incredible. It's uh, really, really good. One of the best scores of any movie or any horror movie that I've seen for a long time. Those synths that are in the movie, it's just, it's it's really good. I thought, uh, was it uh, Georgina Campbell? Um, yeah. yeah, I thought yeah. Georgina Campbell was very good. Bill Scar- Skarsgård of the Skarsgård clan, one of like 18 brothers and dad. Uh, to act in movies um he's always good it's been been good since it uh, and of course justin long just as he does just popping up in random horror movies dude justin uh, long will be in anything i was looking at his filmography and i was like what the fuck is all this he will never turn down a check <laughs> somebody that like is always consistently good in everything that he's in but it is somebody that was on a different career pet like trajectory like should have been and maybe this should have been like a joseph gordon levitt you know what i mean where where that sort of career trajectory like semi-handsome funny man the zach krieger got him because he's like i want somebody like today's tom hanks whereas like if you look at who tom hanks was in the 80s and the 90s he's just this everyman guy and we don't have that as actors anymore, you're either like super hot or like just mega talented and they can't deny. Timothy Chalamet it. is right there. You think he's right there? Yeah, <laughs> the everyman. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, having him in the movie was really good because like, again, he's consistently good in everything he does. He's also very funny. He's all hilarious. Just, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. This movie. I did not expect for this movie. Yeah. This movie mm-hmm. is extremely funny too. Um, but, but, didn't linger with me as much as I thought that it was going to after I kind of left the movie, like it washed over me. And when, uh, it was very scary and it would definitely took a turn that I wasn't expecting, expecting it to take when it, when it finished. And like teach says, it did just kind of end, like not to, not to spoil the movie. Like it did just kind of, it was done. And maybe that's fine for a lot of horror movies. A lot of sometimes horror movies don't have that finality to it. They'll leave it open-ended for sequels and things like that, but yeah, uh, it's not going to be a Barbarian Seven. Like, no, 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 no. They at all. are no. like, we're done here. We don't know how many women he had in that basement. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll talk about it. But I, I think that I think yeah, <laughs> allegedly, the, the, allegedly, I think the fine, not even allegedly. There's videotapes. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> I, I think the finality of it was was interesting. I think it was very well made. I think the score was good. The performances, he got good performances out of all of his actors. Really awesome uh, directorial and writing debut, I believe, for feature feature debut for Zach Krieger. But um, I'd like to see what else he can what else he can do with this. This also goes into a long line of now comedians making horror movies. Shout out Jordan Peele. But um, I uh, this just kind of tells me that comedians are just fucked up. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So but I feel like Zach Krieger, like this movie is it's fucked up, but like in a way that tells you he's not fucked up because like the message, <laughs> like you said, is so poignant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But uh yeah, I I gave it I gave it a B. I'm gonna stick with that. Um one of the better one of the better horror movies of the last I don't know, probably like five, six years, definitely one of the more original ones too. Um, as far as how it's made and the bait and switch of it all, but it does borrow from a few other, from a few other things, and all films borrow from each other. So I'm not taking that many points off of it. I'm Originality saying, is dead. Oh yeah, well that's fine. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm just uh, that's where I am with it right now. 
if I revisit it, it I feel, feel like the score may not my score may go up, but um, yeah, I kind of just left the theater and when it was done, I was done. So that's where I'm sitting with it. Um, let's get into some spoilers. So if you haven't seen Barbarian, go see it. It'll be in theaters for a while now. It's not competing with anything until like, don't worry, darling comes out. Um, and even then, and even then, Mm, yikes hey bro this is uh the woman king erasure right now how dare you oh, oh yeah. right i have a ticket to go see that movie this weekend <laughs> um so we keep Tej keeps coming in and out so hopefully we'll get him back in here in a little bit but uh let's let's talk about spoilers so cut off now go see Bar- barbarian and uh come back to us so the whole twist of the movie um is that there there is a mongoloid inbred monster in the in the uh, bottom bottom of the house in these in these caves bill skarsgård is not that ugly (laughs) fam i i just did not wake up expecting to hear the word mongoloid today (laughs) Uh, well like it's been so long since I've heard someone say the word mongoloid. That's, that was not this paleolithic. Oh yeah. my bingo card! <laughs> Jesus Christ, first man mongoloid type creature. First uh, man, this Lucy. Um, like. Yeah, this it's it's a seven foot naked woman inbred thing that roams the bottom of the house in underground caves that the previous owner who's still alive dug and um tortured raped raped and tortured women in until he bred like kids and kids of kids and clones of clones and i just i i want to just get this out in the open right now i could fix her I could fix her. Just give me a chance. Oh, so <laughs> Derek watched this movie and said, "Mommy." <laughs> I said, oh, well, I'm no longer not in a couple notes. So. <laughs> um. So the one, the the thing actually played by a man who I gave a shout out to earlier is named the mother. Yeah. Um, Matthew Patrick Davis is the name of the actor called. Yeah, named the mother. And uh, is he the tallest person of all time? Apparently. Good lord, um, he's six foot eight. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, so they have uh, the mountain playing the mother. We'll and- go, we'll go piece by piece through this movie. But one thing I just have to say right now is that I have never been so horrified and so excited as watching the mother break through a wall rip off a man's arm and then beat him to death with it. Like that was incredible content. That was the, okay. So I, it was incredible content, but I, one of the things that I saw coming from a mile away, which is like him right. playing a joke in the movie is a trophy. She's not coming into here. Like, immediately like, i've been oh, here she, 15 she, years she ain't coming in and all of a sudden it's just <laughs> this man smash. is being beat to death with his own arm i was like i'm usually not Cinema. into like violence and shit but i was like that's incredible that's amazing <laughs> it, it got, that scene alone got a seven minute standing ovation at the tiff <laughs> Yeah, it was that scene and Brendan Fraser for uh, in the whale. <laughs> in the whale, which is actually the same movie, by the way. But um, the okay, so like Tej was saying, if you if we could piece that together, it was basically is the house haunted? 
is it a haunted neighborhood is is the person haunted like it what was these things and you kind of get that and it builds up that tension for a long time there's a lot of tension building in this movie before there is some sort of resolution to where you figure out like what is actually the thing uh haunting them and i think that's pretty smart it was like 35 minutes into the movie before you before bill skarsgård goes down into the into the thing or into the tunnels yeah this movie like it knew that people were going to come into it thinking oh it's about a creepy guy who's at an airbnb like he's gonna be a creep and like killer and shit so you're watching like the first 35 minutes of this movie like uh you know when you first meet bill skarsgård you're like oh he's kind of creepy and awkward and weird. he looks like, like bill skarsgård he looks like it He's definitely a murderer. And then like he starts talking to him and you're like, is he is he weird? Like when does he turn weird? He's not that weird. And then he just dies. Like <laughs> it's just, brains beating. It just truly head bashed against a wall. That was unreal. Unreal. Jarring. I I jumped and almost screamed audibly. <laughs> um, I just was like laugh. I just couldn't help but just like laugh the whole time because it was just so violent and kept going i was like okay mom stop you got him he's he's <laughs> done stop it he's already dead <laughs> um so i the one thing though i will say about this movie that i hate with horror movies and you got to do it it's like the the final girl sort of thing Uh-oh. leave just leave <laughs> just go just yeah. leave which you like, makes a lot of awful decisions in this movie awful. Terrible decisions, and when when she's like when she can't find uh, Keith, and she's just going down the hallway, going, Keith, Keith, it's like it's <laughs> like right now, Keith. It's like just just go, just, just leave, get in your soon. car, go. But home. that's the thing, she did like when she first saw the the hallway, she's like, nope, it's time to go. <laughs> And I was like, smart. This movie is now going to be 20 minutes and it's a short film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I I think I think that, that was that kind of took some points off for me because he can she continued to just be like, uh, okay, I'll I'll go I'll go down here now and like explore this mm-hmm. weird torture dungeon. Her <laughs> being like, we we have to save him. There's someone in there. I'm like, no, you don't. You really no, don't. You don't. You, you don't. don't. You don't know that. Person. <laughs> you just met this man. You, you've been down there for weeks. <laughs> now you're he out of just, there. He just showed up. Like, he, he, he's of no importance. She uh, had to save him because she is our, a badass and she's awesome and she's good of heart. That's how she survived. So she had to. Yeah, Fair. she had to save him because, like, I mean, sure. I mean, she's a good person, and we love her, and we're rooting for her. And Georgina Campbell's a good enough actress that I was never like, get Tess the fuck out of here. I was always like, you know, I love Tess. I fuck with her, but uh, me, I'm out. Like, I'm, me personally, I'm built different. I'm built different. <laughs> I'm going home, and I will not think twice about it. No, I see a door in a basement that leads into a hallway. I'm like. I'm burning the house down. Yeah. <laughs> this was not pictured on the Airbnb. I'm not supposed to be here. Like, this not... is not. This is not listed in the amenities. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the the first half of the movie, the first act of the movie, cuts off 
with Keith, rest in peace and peace, uh, mm-hmm. R.I.P.M.P. He getting his bra- Bane's brat, uh, Bane's brains, brains bashed in, brains bashed in, bars. Nice. Okay, <laughs> we're there. I just had a stroke. Sorry. <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs> it ends. It ends with him getting killed by the bear Jew in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it ends with him no. getting, <laughs> getting killed by the parachute and glorious Teddy Ball game just went yard on that one. <laughs> that was on Lansdowne Street. Um, <laughs> all right, so it ends with it ends with him getting killed that way, and and it just cuts to like you hear hard- the mother just fucking scr- shouting into like the night, and you have no idea like what the fuck that is. And then, yeah, we got to Justin Long on a beach, like <laughs> driving down the highway in a drop. Living the time of his life, like having the time of his life. I'm like, good for Justin Long. And then you find out that he's a rapist. And you're like, oh, man. I was so nervous when that shit happened. I was like, "Is are we about to like get a movie that's all about like cancel culture and like yeah, Zach Krieger like, being we, like, oh, all here? these women are liars. But no. Thank God. That's not what this movie is about. Quite the opposite, actually. <laughs> Deej, you wanted to say something about um it, about that part of the uh of the script where he's finding out that he's being uh well not canceled, but even maybe even arrested. Like you wanted like when he's fine. That's such a great scene from Justin Long. Yeah. I I thought he did. I had the same fear as y'all of I said, Oh my god, this is gonna be a canceled culture horror culture and i was gonna walk out of the theater but then i quickly realized that they painted him as such a bow there which i was very happy yeah it paints it it paints it as like oh well she she's just she's just lying like who are you supposed to believe like yeah it's painted it like a uh like a sort of a, a bash against me too and then you get that scene with him in the bar talking to his friend you're like oh, oh he well oh, and also, you're and he, a rapist yeah, any interaction that he has with also any other people, he's an asshole too. So it after that initial contact, it is Justin Long plays it so well of just playing this sleazebag ass asshole actor where No, I mean, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't do what they're accusing me of because I'm not but a like bad she, person. She like eventually stopped saying no. Yeah, like she wanted it, dude. Trust me. Yeah, she, she was so I, into it. Like when he when he answered the phone and called his friend the F slur, I was like, I know exactly who this man is. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, went to high school with like ten of these dudes. Mm, All right, unfortunate. sweet. Unfortunate. Uh, I did no, just want to re- uh, really quickly. I'm so sorry. Um, going back to the beginning of this movie, like the expectation of like when you find out that they've both been booked in this airbnb like at the same time on accident you know on accident i was like what i the whole time i was like what are they what are they about to do like is this some sort of like cult that's like brought them here like blah 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 and then it was like oh no it's just really shitty like communication between like yeah the (laughs) ultimate horror like (laughs) I was just like I, I thought that was really funny. I'm just I like had that thought and I was like I have to say this before I die. Yeah, I definitely um, thought like 
oh, like the woman that she's calling is like basically fuck off, like mm. <laughs> like going to be in on it or whatever. But no, yeah, they just kind of like ignored that part of it. It was just really bad luck. Yeah, I thought I didn't even think about that, uh, Derek, because that is that is funny. Where it's just like, oh yeah, so it was bait and switch by the marketing. That's incredible writing. Right. I was like, this, you know, how do they end? I was like, how do they end up at like what happened between like Airbnb and Home Away? I'm like, what happened here? I was like, how did this get messed up? There is something going on in the in the roots. And then I was like, oh no, it's just. It's unfortunate just yeah, this could happen error. to anybody <laughs> this could oh, happen yeah, to me. Let, gotta tell you if i am ever on a solo trip i will be in a hotel <laughs> i will absolutely hotel, not hotel, be in an airbnb like, <laughs> airbnb has to watch this and be like hey fuck. yo fuck this is a way to do this kind of movie though too by the way because they've tried to do movies about Oh, all these kind of apps are bad and they lead to, they can lead to you being murdered or whatever. And it's like, this was, wasn't the app's fault. Somebody wasn't using this. Like <laughs> this, somebody wasn't using this. Uh, all right. Know. Well, bye. It's just, it's, it's just us now. <laughs> well, we'll just never know what he was talking about. He got his we'll brain never know. by the mother. Uh, the mother. Wow. I think big Airbnb uh, got right. <laughs> big Airbnb. <laughs> Big Airbnb shut me off. Where did y'all? Sorry, Mr. Airbnb came and cut your Wi-Fi router. <laughs> hey, you're gonna shut the fuck up. We're already dealing with this movie. Which I've always wondered that. How do they? How do they? Ju- I guess they can just use the name of this. Th- like if they don't show like a logo or whatever. Yeah. They can just say like Apple or something. Oh, you know, I, I don't said know. Airspace B and B. It's not your company. Yeah. It's it's air and then B and B. It's not no. It's B A N D B. Wait, where did y'all cut? Where did y'all cut me off at? Or where did I cut off at? Sorry. Where did Airbnb cut you? Airbnb off cut. At? Um, Honestly, I don't remember was, what you were saying. Uh, I was just was, saying. Was a, yeah. I was just saying that they've tried to make these movies where these oh apps are bad and and if people will use this maliciously to uh, to kill you or whatever. But this just being the twist on that, that it just was a fuck up is actually really how you should do this sort of yeah. thing instead of uh, Uber driver, kill person, serial <laughs> yeah. killer. Justin Uber Long isn't the old man from Squid Game, like orchestrating this shit, like in this Airbnb that he owns. It's like, yeah, yeah. somebody just fucked up the rental listing. Which is this the first time that like people have died in this Airbnb? Is, is this the first? Because the homeless man seems to think that or seems to know that this thing has been in there killing people for forever, but they were able to just do an incomplete renovation on this home without disturbing this thing. How did Justin Long like not know about this? I'm like, he, like it's his property. Like it's his house. (laughs) He seems to be completely removed. I kind of like, he's just completely removed from everything. He like, he gave money to someone to refurbish homes basically. Yeah. Like it's run by like a, like a organization or whatever that just does this for people and like gives them money at the end. So I I get that part. What I don't understand is, you know, again, maybe I'm built different. I see a random rope in a basement. That's not mine. I'm not pulling it. Like I am not doing that. Like I'm just going to let that rope sit there. (laughs) I'm not going to give a door open. No, thank you. 
curiosity is not going to kill this cat. Not today. <laughs> no, sir. I am not. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm, this movie would not happen with me in this in this Airbnb. There's well, so many. Would be in the Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not a good commercial for. It's like. Uh, also, Airbnbs are just like now more expensive. So, like, why not do? Big hotel has to come out against this movie. Absolutely, and be like, "See, we told you." We. Told I want Marriott you. to release a statement right now. <laughs> um. So yeah, the bait and switch. Eventually, eventually, Justin Long shows up to the house after he's uh, been accused of uh, to take from a whitest kid you know skit, graping someone, and uh, I just it it's so uncomfortable the all the conversations that he's having like on the phone and stuff it uh it it's well played but it's tough to listen to especially that scene in the bar and then he's just fucking about the house like trying to measure shit and him Dude, going all of that was hilarious tunnels, him going down into the tunnels and not being concerned at all is the most white man privilege I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> because life. He, he found out that he can like add it onto the square footage of his house and like add just up the price of his rental. I'm like, what a scumbag. I cannot wait to see how you die. Like, I don't remember what the old, like the old adage is about like, you know, doing something for slightly too long makes it comedy or whatever. But like the first time he does it, you like, are like, okay, that's kind of weird. Like whatever. Then he does it a second time and you're like, ha, that's kind of funny. He does it like a third and fourth time, and the whole fucking theater was dying laughing. Like as he's like going into every room of this house with this tape measure. Like, and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he looks at the yeah. He looks at the cages. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" Anyway, <laughs> he measures. He like measures around the cages. It's like, yeah. So also him like opening her laptop and like trying to type the password, getting it wrong, and then just throwing her laptop across the room. Everyone was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I want to know what he typed. <laughs> Who does that? He only. That's I tried one thing. I want to know what's the one thing you tried when you try to open it when you got one. What was he so con- What was he password. so confident in that he was just like, "This is gonna get it," and then he's like, "Well, I don't know any other passwords." So. The word password is always the first thing you try every single time. Well, her um, name is this. I might as well try her name, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> I did like the, and this is just kind of like the English teacher slash like, per, you know, nerd in me, I guess. The he found Jane Eyre in her in her bag, and mm. um, this you know the concept of like this like crazy woman like living in like either the basement or like living in secret in someone's house like is like a plot point from Jane Eyre. And I'm just like, what? That's... I was like, that's fun. I, I figured like, that would be a, a very thing. Fun nod to like that, that like, cause it's like, it's like Jane Eyre is this like classic, like Gothic romance story where all of the sudden it's like, oh yeah, I have a wife and she's insane and lives in the tower of my castle. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> I figured that was like a like a reference yeah. or like a play into the plot or whatever. I've just never read Jane Eyre, so I'm oh, like, it's, I all, it's awful. Like, get it? it it's awful. Me, like, I was don't, like, don't like, don't read it. it I told you everything. You, I told you everything. <laughs> you like, Sick. But yeah, I knew that like had to be not a lot of reading. I was like, there's no way they just picked not up, a like, lot of random. readers. I believe. Listen, we're not readers, so I don't believe we have a lot of listeners who are like big readers. But that one. <laughs> I tried to be a reader at the beginning yeah, of the you year. Were in, and I was like, buddy, you started like a, go, uh, like a Goodreads challenge? Yeah, I was a just Goodreads. Like, I remember that. And then I was like, what, what happened? This, uh, 
this summer I got a book that stunk and I, I couldn't finish it and I couldn't start another one because I'm like I can't I have to finish a book before I start another one I can't like just, you can just move on end, like a, abandon a book without reading like finishing it so I just haven't read in a long time because that book sucks yeah but, anyway. but I'm so, I'm I'm just dying at the thought that like the one big reader that listens to us is like this motherfucker said don't read Jane Eyre. <laughs> there's not a lot of hills i'm willing to die on but that's one of them um <laughs> he's an english teacher folks we are certified so the grossest the grossest thing in this movie um well there's two gross things one uh, well, well a lot of gross things. Things. <laughs> yeah, i was like that's underplaying it a lot that, the, the, <laughs> the one she tries to breastfeed or does breastfeed justin long which I think everyone in the theater was like, <laughs> I pulled out my phone. <laughs> uh, I said four. I said four K sixty frames per second. <laughs> like, what? Oh. This, this is going in the, in the I, hidden folder. I need this for I need this for <laughs> research purposes. <laughs> um, but what was even more gross to me was when she was trying to feed him that bottle through the cage and there was just hair and shit on i was like i was was i think i was i was gonna yeah (laughs) that's what that's the noise i was making when i saw that bottle nipple like oh shit um so i think immediately so that was disgusting, but I think immediately when they, I knew where it was going, when they hard cut to the guy that was living in that home, as soon as he walked out of the house in like the 1960s or 50s or whatever, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's a rapist. 80. <laughs> this slender man looking motherfucker <laughs> absolutely takes advantage. That guy has definitely that guy has played um that guy has played bad people in several movies richard brake i believe is his name he looks like wasn't he also like the night king at one point uh was he maybe i feel like yeah he was like one of the early versions of the night he looks like skinny peter pettigrew (laughs) yeah um i can't find like if if, if peter pettigrew did adkins it would be this guy but yeah, he's played a lot of villains. Yeah, he was the Night King. He was our early version of the Night yeah. King. So like, yeah, he just has one of those faces where he's played a lot of like evil characters. But yeah, when, evil he came, when he came walking out of that, uh, it's good work if you can get it, I guess. But like, he, <laughs> he came walking out of that home and like, I was like, I don't trust this guy immediately. He's like stuffing a woman in his trunk. He's like, it's a living. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... Yeah, so, but he, well, the real twist of it was him actually being alive still. Yeah, I was not that, expecting that. Yeah, I did not see that shit coming. That was, a, that was an interesting twist. But to have like, that interaction between the two of them mm. was vastly needed. Mm. Yeah, and that, uh, like I was telling Roy and the TG the other day in the group chat, that was like the the meat of the movie. And part of why I love it so much is like that interaction between uh, what's his name, AJ and Frank, like they, they are like the barbarians in this movie. Like you, you come into it expecting it to be like, you come into the movie, having seen the trailer, maybe expecting it to be Bill Skarsgård. And then like, if, if you watch the movie, like, you know, uh, 
a less cultured person than us who talks about movies all the time would probably think that like the barbarian is the mother character or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what like Zach Krieger, 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 whatever his point like with the movie is that Frank and Justin Long are the actual barbarians because they commit violence against women. Like, and that's like the most barbaric thing. Like all, first of all, all the movie is Frank's fault. And, you know, then you find out Justin Long is actually a rapist. Uh, but I think one thing that Zach Krieger does, that's really, really subtle, but like, it's just perfect to like drive the point home of this movie. He never shows like any of that violence against women on screen. Mm. Like, you know, he just shows like Justin Long's reaction to watching the videotape. Right. Or like uh, he just kind of confirms like via a phone call that Justin Long raped this person, like a less skilled director mm. would have like, shown you justin long raping that woman or would have shown you frank like you know terrorizing these women i I would say the easier thing the the the, yeah less skilled director would have shown at least one of like him kidnapping that woman that he he broke he broke into her house but really it was all the just opened a window or whatever and we're all we've all seen enough movies to be like got it you know yeah he he definitely raped and murdered that woman and like you see all the videotapes you see that he's like done this a lot you see her dress too you see her dress yeah Yeah. so zach krieger like he drives the point home without like having to show you a woman being raped on screen right and it like causes the audience like fill in the gaps on their own right because justin long is like what's wrong with you like you're an awful person and like you you hear justin long say that already knowing that he himself is a rapist so like right know, well it's so like you, even at the at the end of the movie when they're sitting on top of the water tower uh or i'm sorry not sitting on top of the water tower when they're talking with the homeless guy yeah he says like he's like am i a bad person or am i just like a good person that did a bad thing and it's like sir you've proved time and time again that you are a you're bad a person. terrible like, fucking person and then he proves it again less, immediately it gets right. less and less and uh, ambiguous as the movie goes on which is right. maybe a flaw but i you know it does it didn't bother me that much to have a little bit of clarity on that that oh yeah he is a piece of like is a piece, I mean, of, he's a piece of shit no i think it's i think it definitely like serves a purpose of like what dex was saying about like the the story and like the message that you're trying to get across of like both of these men are equally as evil and barbaric, but like one of them is more overt about it. And the other one is more like covert. And he's like, Two he's, sides he's, of he's, coin. yeah, he's less willing to take blame on himself. And he's like, no, I, I'm a good person. Like I, I just did it. Like I did a bad thing. I messed up. Whereas Frank is like, I'm a monster. And like, I know I'm a monster. Like, look at me. Like, you're not going to tell me I'm not a monster. And I think that's like, I mean, I just think that's really interesting to like show that like evil, you know, as much as like as cliche as it sounds like evil comes in all shapes and sizes. Like it's not just like one specific brand of evil. Yeah. Um, and I also think it's like part of it is like Justin Long is like the beginning of it, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, she said no at first, but then she was into it. And like it just happened that one time, like, you know, I don't mm-hmm. I, I'm not a I'm not a bad guy. I just did a bad thing one time. Like I'm not like, it doesn't happen often or whatever. I don't do this. Like, and then Frank, it's like, you know, after, you know, you do it the first time and you do it the second time and then you just keep on doing it. You keep going and going and you, by the end of it, like you turn into this monster, like Frank, right? Like mm-hmm. it just takes that one, like that first, once you take that like first little step, it's like, this is the path that you 
Like, this is where that path leads. Like, it's to you being this monster locked in this basement. Yeah. This I'm like, that's, that's AJ. Inbred beast. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. But, mongoloid. <laughs> to have all of that, like, yeah, the, I know the point of the movie is, like, the real monster is. is Rapist. Mi- rapist. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, is these men. But, like, to have the, I guess, the manifestation of that be this huge beast thing. Is an interesting interesting choice. Mm-hmm. I guess you need a monster to be actually yeah. scared of in a horror movie. Um, well, it's like you you need like a stand-in. Like you need like it's almost like a, a result. It's like th- this is like the the fruit of like the fruit of your labor. It's like this like fruit of your labor. Oh lord, is <laughs> this like is this like beast that you've yeah. created and it's like you know you need it's like it's a stand-in for like that 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 like you know whatever yeah what happens yeah. what happens if this continuously goes yeah. goes on down which it's like so in talking about this uh it reminds me of i don't know if y'all saw this movie uh the new alex garland movie that came out over the summer men i indeed did okay um I personally didn't enjoy it. And I'm like a, I'm, you know, an A24 shill. I'm like, whatever they put out, I will say. You got the hat? One of the, no, uh, A24 hates fat people. So it's like, I, I, I don't partake in their merch. You were watching um, Lamb like, this is my shit. This is cinema. <laughs> I actually skipped out on Lamb, even though I really did want to go see it. And then one of my friends was like, it was just weird. And I was like, Okay, I thought it was gonna be a smart decision. I hated it. I hated it. So you saw both um, Lamb and Men. Talk about a twenty-four shill. Yeah, that's too. You saw you you saw Lamb, oh brother. Uh, anyways, I'm sorry. Uh, but Men has like the same message of like the real monster is these men. Like, but I think it does it in a more like it doesn't really ha- like. I, I said something like I, when the movie first came out, like the discourse around it was like so heavy. I was like, this movie feels like it has a lot to say, but didn't know how to say it. And so it just chose not to say anything at all. Um, it's like, it wanted to say like, Oh, like, you know, toxic masculinity and like the cycle of like of violence and like all this stuff. But it like, it never really like latched on to anything where it's like, I feel like this movie barbarian, like has kind of the same message of like the cycle of violence and like, how your bad decisions can like lead you into becoming this monster. It like has a very clear message. And I just think that that's like, you know, I think Alex Garland is a skilled filmmaker. I mean, I love Ex Machina and Annihilation, but like, you know, to see this story told well uh, was, you know, very refreshing after seeing men kind of fumble the bag a little bit. Tej, do you have anything to add on to that? I really, I really like that point. I did not like like men for a similar reason. That I, I, I love Alex. It was it was almost too on the nose in terms of like it is like real hammering hammers at home. Whereas this, there's more of a deft hand here when we're dealing with the issues of. And I appreciated that more than I appreciated what Alex Carlson did. Um. So let's talk about the let's talk about the ending, and then we'll get into. I I added uh, our best horror movies of the 21st century mm. which um t or for dex it'll be like three so it's fine yeah but, i got uh, four to pick from um no we're not gonna do a draft or anything we'll just talk about talk about them but um so the ending obviously they they 
<laughs> she, he shoots her, which I thought he killed her. I thought because of the way of he shot it and she was looking at the camera without blinking mm -hmm. or anything like that, I thought he killed her. And I was like, oh, that would have been interesting. That, if he, yeah. Um, he was like, you have to get to the end of this movie with just Justin Long. <laughs> just Justin Long, yeah, exactly. So I thought he killed her in the tunnels. But uh, of wait, course they wait. Is this the first time Royden fell for a fake out death and I didn't? Holy shit! This is uh, history yeah. right now. This is history. I thought he, kill I thought he killed her. I was Royden, like, the she's not dead. No way she's dead. Know. No way. R well, they kept guy. they kept going, and I was God, like, God. wait, nah. Uh, but um, <laughs> and then she took a breath, so I was like, it was like confirmation bias, like in two seconds. But the uh, <laughs> the so she she one she tries to kill the thing by hitting it with her car which whomst among us you know like if, who hasn't if, who, <laughs> who hasn't, tried, hasn't who hasn't tried to like kill a giant monster with your with your jeep like you know that uh, that's a decision i would have made honestly yeah like, absolutely you got a car <laughs> hit it with your car your <laughs> grand Cher your grand cherokee <laughs> um this car, like didn't start after that like it was already running i don't know but like whatever i will gonna say the scariest shot to me of this movie was when she breaks out of the glass and the homeless guy pulls her out and the and it t cuts to the monster like reaching out of the uh reaching out and then back in and slinking out of the basement, yeah. out of the basement. Oh, yeah. That mm -hmm. shot was horrifying. I was yeah. like, oh, I hate this. But um, anyway, she hits it with her car, uh, goes back down into the tunnels because, you know, why not? She has to go save this actor douchebag who she just met. I have to save him. There's someone in there. Yeah. It, and then for her kindness, which I guess is a metaphor, she gets shot. Um, but okay, so they get out. They go find the homeless man. The homeless man gets beaten to death. We've we've covered that. With uh, his own arm. So badass. <laughs> yeah, you think you're having a bad day? Anyway, <laughs> I uh they they somehow run out of room. They get they run up to the top of a water tower. They run out of room. Justin Long makes the executive decision that uh oh, she'll definitely like follow you off the top of the like what if he was wrong and he just threw a woman off the top of the thing hey i mean there he didn't care times. as long as he survived yeah no there i'm just saying like he throws the woman off the top of the thing and the monster is like no nah, i'm gonna get you too yeah fuck her i'm gonna just kill you right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that have been um there were several times in this movie that justin long almost reached final girl status and i was like is just is justin long about to be the final girl of this movie like Exactly. And I was like, I hate that a little bit, but then he, you know, got his head ripped in half. And, um, um, yeah. So, so the mother, which was a, it's kind of an unintentionally funny shot, her diving off the, the water tower. <laughs> Hilarious. I, yes. Like, like Mufasa or something, like falling. I was like, <laughs> like, it was a, it was a wild shot she catches she hit catches. swinging just yeah swing exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a swing man um, <laughs> anyway she catches catches her like uh like a football or something and just cradles her into the end zone but they she doesn't <sighs> die um but justin long runs down there's like oh shit sorry i didn't mean that 
and like, yeah, she was gonna kill us both. I had to do something. Like, I I'm not a well, bad person. I did the right thing. That dialogue at the very end though was shaky to me. I will say that I was kind of like, okay. And then I saw that he was going to die immediately. I was like, that, yeah. that's coming. But that's fine. the very end of it, and I think this teach me and you may have had a problem. I'm gl- I'm glad there was a little finality in it. Like you don't always get that. But he she there's no like battle or anything. He she just shoots, she just shoots the mother in the head, and it ends, and it shows her like kind of want, you know going back. I don't know what the messaging of that is where she had to kill the mother. Like I don't know if there is any messaging in that or if it was just trying to end a horror movie. You know I don't I don't get it. I don't think there's any like deeper message uh, with it yeah it's just kind of like, just... this is a like big inbred monster like this, Fair. i have to i have to kill it <laughs> Fair, I've seen it like, four people today well if you like if you think about like the the deeper like you know subtextual meaning uh behind the inbred woman <laughs> um and the no- you know normal woman um you can see that her shooting the inbred woman is uh, a uh, a clear distinction between suburbia and rural America. It's about uh, Tess finally being able to break the glass ceiling. You know, yeah, when the gunshot the rings out, it sounds like a glass ceiling shattering. You know, so that's kind of what Zach Krieger and is Tess going for. is a girl boss. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, nice, awesome. When's your TED talk? Now it's right now. This is your TED talk. Okay, yeah. I, I saw the little stream on your sites, and I was like, "Yeah, let me go and do that." Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I can see yeah. how you would want like a little more right. there, there. But for me, it's just like, like you're not okay. Like, we're done. We're done like, with this ride. And walk away. Like I'm not gonna go back into the basement. I got a gun. Like <laughs> she's like, I have to go make a documentary. Like I'm gonna kill this thing. <laughs> um. Oh, another thing, another thing that I wanted to add, the whole bit with the cops not believing her was mm-hmm. a little on the nose, but I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that was, I was like so mad, but also I'm like, I mean, I do kind of get it. Like, yeah. This probably just looks like a crackhead to like, if you're a normal person. <laughs> it's also it's about like, like men not believing women at all. It's yeah, that right. too. But it, like, well, you know, it was like, like a very as like as dirty as woman walking like into the gas station, being like, yeah. "Hey, like I need to call the cop." Like, I can understand. You'd be like, "Yeah, it's just a random homeless crackhead who lives in like this as soon as she said nowhere like, town." I'm not, she's like, "I'm not a crackhead." It was like, mm, "Okay, well, you just kind of see." It. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something a crackhead, crackhead would say. say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, anything else that we want to talk about this movie, Dex? You I can't believe we're just kind of skipping over uh, my boy Justin Long. He's getting Oberyn Martelled. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of, uh, this is for my church going folks out there. Rest in um, peace, bozo. I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it reminded me of like, you know, when like the, the strong men would come to your church and they'd rip a phone book <laughs> in half. Phone book <laughs> 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 I was like, well, I guess I gotta get saved again. This is a spiritual experience for me. The funniest thing that they ever did in um, the Righteous Gemstones is have is have <laughs> yeah. them uh, do that bit throughout the entire season and like yeah. try to form like a pyramid or whatever, and they all get injured and stuff, and they're gonna sue the church. It's a 
hilarious bit. But yeah, the, the, strong, the strong man ripping a phone book in half through the power of Christ. <laughs> i.e. Well, it's like she also did that, and I just said, God, I wish that were me. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? <laughs> Destroy me, mommy. <laughs> yeah. Who who's amongst us? Me amongst uh, us. <laughs> uh, I wish I had my I wish I had my head crushed like a grape. <laughs> if she would have done it with her thighs, that would have done it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I know it smelled crazy in there. <laughs> oh God, dude. <laughs> it smelled like sploosh. Uh, <laughs> call back. Call back to to our holes episode. <laughs> to, to 2020. Dear God. Speaking speaking of holes, this is the end result of that. They just kept digging. <laughs> and eventually they wound up under a Detroit suburb. The mother is actually Sigourney Weaver from that movie. <laughs> the mother is kissing Kate Barlow. <laughs> the that well, you know, the the grandpa and the uh guy, the the evil guy in the basement all kind do kind of look the same. Like all I needed him to say was that's too damn bad. <laughs> There's something there. <laughs> yeah. This is a very niche reference to like the 10 people who have been listening to us since 2020, but like <laughs> I'm enjoying this bit. Um, so yeah. What a Barbarian. wild movie. What a what wild a movie. Cinema. <sighs> Love that. Uh, thank God. Movie. <laughs> thank, so God. thank God for Barbarian. Yeah. I mean, look, a semi, well, it is like an original screenplay and everything just to get, those movies made now yeah. and actually put in theaters to enjoy with other people. We keep saying it. Thank God. Like we need <laughs> more of these sort of middle of the road movies. And I wish mm -hmm. it would some, something like that wasn't always horror. Cause that's where you kind of yeah. get the creativeness for, from f filmmakers now is the horror genre because they're able to, make their money back horror is one of those that they've sort of decided or that the general populace has decided is going to make money or is easy to make money um mm -hmm. yeah you but, can make barbarian for 10 million dollars as a horror movie but if you want to make it like a action comedy it's going to be a hundred million dollars <laughs> right and, but it's also it's decidedly that they've even though this is rated r teenagers will sneak will sneak in and go see it and you know more and more people will go take dates to go see horror movies. It's just a thing. I will. I will say there was a ten-year-old in my screening with oh, the, her parents. God, and I said, I think there needed to be just a quick like glance over of that idea a couple more times before we there, through with it. There was a group of like fourteen-year-olds that came into my head. I was like, "Oh, brother, this is going to be one of those ones that, like, Paranormal Activity." I don't know if y'all <laughs> you're, remember, like, you're getting a voucher at the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, brother. Yeah, that that one that one was tough. So let's talk about our favorite horror movies of the uh, 21st century. I put this prompt out on Twitter, and a lot of people didn't understand what I meant. Uh, a lot people of people are dumb. Uh, shout out to our audience. We did get a lot of like responses and stuff, but I put, I put, what is the best horror movie of the 21st century? But I had pictures of four renowned horror movies from that thing. What mm -hmm. I wanted was a, an honest response, like what, like you said, the Babadook for name for, any horror yeah. movie. Name any horror movie. Name oh, okay. one. <laughs> yeah, okay. And people were like. 
Well, of those four, it was like, I'm not talking about. Okay. Yeah. As soon as you were talking about like people misunderstood, I was like, oh no, did I misunderstand? Did I misunderstand? Mis- no, you got it is right. He talk- is he talking about me? No, <laughs> no, you got it right. Or like I, the people tweeting like, it's none of these. Well, then what is it, bitch? Like, that's the, the question. <laughs> that, that, that's, what is it? I text the group. I said, I think people misunderstand the word what for which, which is like, <laughs> all right, English. <laughs> You, you need to do better at movies job. doesn't mean you have four options, guys. Like, right. you get the it's question. Like you see, it's like you see pictures and our lizard brain goes, I have to pick. I, <laughs> Derek, all I'm saying is you just got to do better at, like, reading comprehension. That's all I'm saying. You, no, the English get, teacher, please. The English no, teacher, I, please I, teach I, that I, to I, our youth. Uh, what I teach to our youth is indoctrination, by yeah. the way. Um, the woke gonna, agenda? Indoctr- yeah, I, I do teach the woke agenda, unfortunately. Um, I'm being forced to, uh, it, the, the, the libs have me at, I can't say gunpoint cause I mean, you know, yeah. um, but I guess like sword point. Knife. Well, That's the one that they like knife. to throw out. That's the one that people like to throw out is like, well, the knives in uh, it would be not well, great, great Britain. <laughs> yes. But I'm like, I don't know. I feel like Nancy Pelosi uses a sword. Probably. <laughs> Honestly, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Anyway. Our favorite, uh, I can just imagine her with like just a just a broadsword in her house. Her, her in that, uh, her in the dashiki holding a sword. Like... <laughs> oh god! She gets up like after taking her knee and like just draws a sword. <laughs> we will fight racism together. <laughs> um, okay, Derek, you said you said the Baba Duke. Why the Baba Duke? Um, because I was in college when I watched it and it like imprinted on me like a mother wolf. Uh, no, it's like, um, it was like one of those movies that I watched because I was not into horror, like when I was in college at all. Like I'm a recent horror junkie. Um, and, but I saw this trailer and I was like, this movie looks so good. And so I watched it and it was the first time that I saw a horror movie have a like a a, a second meaning <laughs> like a, it was like an allegory for something and if you don't know the babadook is this australian movie that came out in like 2014 2015 something like that um where a mom and her son find this picture book on their front doorstep one day and they read it and it's about a ghost that comes and haunts their house and it ends up like trying to possess them and kill them um it's but like spoiler alert um it's all a metaphor for grief uh, because the mom loses her husband. Like she loses her husband while he's driving her on the way to the hospital to give birth to her son. Um, and she now has to live with her son. And every time she looks at him, she's reminded of like, basically like you took my husband away from like, or like my husband would still be here if it wasn't for you. Um, and the Babadook is this thing that like, comes and like haunts their house and like she begins to become like more aggressive towards him and like um eventually like basically like wants to kill him because it's like and it's all this whole thing about like how grief can turn you into this like different person and like grief can make you into something that you're not and uh i'm just going to spoil the whole ending of this movie <laughs> but yeah, it's, ahead, I, it looks eight years ago it looks terrifying i'm never gonna watch it sorry yeah. it looks horrifying uh, it's it's fantastic um it's there's no like jump scares except for like one thing um but the ending of this movie she you know gets the babadook out uh but instead of like it going out of her house it just goes and hides in the basement 
and you see later on in the movie she's like gathering like worms and shit outside in a bowl and she goes down to the basement and she's like feeding it uh, to keep it at bay um, and it's like and it's this whole thing about like depression never really goes depression never goes away like d- grief never really goes away you can just kind of like learn to live with it and it's like i i realized that when i was watching it and i was just like it was literally like a like hands like hands on your head just like holy shit like and so it was like the first movie that i saw that i thought told a really poignant story through the lens of horror like through the lens of like a monster ghost movie and i thought it was very well done i thought it was very well acted very well shot uh snubbed at the oscars um i will i i will go on record saying that like I know people talk about Hereditary and Tony Collette, but like the Babadook snub, I'll say it <laughs> till the day I die. Um, I am the Babadook hive, and um, I also thought it was very funny when the Babadook uh, became a gay icon. I was going to mention that. Wait, that's, like the only thing that. That's the only thing I know about the Babadook is that it became like a gay it's really, Twitter meme. It's, it's really the only thing you need to know. Uh, so the the gay community adopted the Babadook as like a mascot. Um, and I think it stemmed from this one post on Tumblr where something was, where someone was just like, the Babadook is gay. And everyone's like, <laughs> uh, it's actually just a metaphor for grief. And someone's like, you're going to sit here and tell me that someone made, or this monster made a pop-up book of itself just for the drama of it all. Honey, that's gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, well, they make a point. And so... I remember like that vividly because like one of my roommates so in college fun. was uh uh like a I think he was bi uh, and you know he was like kind of just discovering that about himself in college and so he would like just recite like gay Twitter recaps to us every <laughs> night. <laughs> we were just chilling in the living room and he's like, So on gay Twitter today and we're like, Good for you, Josh. <laughs> Glad you're finding Howdy, yourself. Bud. But uh, yeah, the the Babadook was like a huge thing for him for like two months because like it was like dominating gay Twitter for whatever right. reason. This is, the only, this is the only thing that I lo- know about the Babadook. Um, one second, let's see here. Do y'all oh, see this? No. Presentation? No. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Here we go. Let me share my screen. Yeah, here we go. Uh, TBT to uh, Halloween when I dressed as the Duke but my friend's house <laughs> and more grown-ups drinking wine by <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So good. It's T- so good. TVT to Halloween when I dressed as the Duke but my friend's house had more of a grown-ups drinking wine vibe. <laughs> oh, shit. I love this. So good. Somebody re recreated it as TBD to Halloween when I went to my friend's house for a grown up drinking wine. Party, <laughs> but there's more of a Babadook vibe. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite. Every time that gets shared, I'm like crack up. <laughs> the the woman's like... face is like. <laughs> All right, um, Dex. Do you have a favorite horror movie of the 21st century? I mean, yeah, it's not a whole lot to pick from. I've seen besides Barbarian. Yeah, I can recite every horror movie that I've ever seen for you. I've got Midsummer, I've got uh, Candyman, The Invisible Man, and (laughs) Barbarian. Uh, Yo, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I uh, those are the only movies that I would classify as horror movies that I've seen because I do not fuck with that shit personally. 
Uh, Which I remember you saying that uh, a long time ago, and then when I when I saw you just singing Barbarian's praises, I was like, "Who drugged him to a horror movie?" Like, he's too much dude, of a Christian. <laughs> honestly, no. But I like I'm, I'm a bitch. I I am not about it. Uh, I was watch like I said, I watched this movie, Barbarian twice, and the second time I was still jumping and watching through my fingers and on the edge of my seat, mm-hmm. even knowing what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really do this shit, but yeah, since I can't pick Barbarian, I'm gonna just pick Midsummer because shout out to Florence Pugh, and I I watched that one and I was like genuinely enjoyed it and I was like, first of all, it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. I was mm-hmm. like, I was hammered watching it like because I was so nervous about watching a horror movie that I heard so many bad things about, but it was more like just like fucked up instead of being like yeah. really like terrifying to me. But I really like, you know, Florence Pugh's performance, obviously, uh, and like, I, like the whole like tension and drama of it all, and the cinematography is great and all that. Uh, I like the, you know, I love a movie that's in the good for her cinematic universe. You know what I'm saying? Where like yeah. you get to the end and you're like, you know what? Good for her. Good for her. Good yeah, for her. she deserves. She needs it. She needs it. <laughs> she earned that. So, uh, yeah, so I fuck with that one. Uh, I like, actually, I like all the horror movies that I've seen. Barbarian's the only one that I've seen twice, but yeah, so that's where I'm at. Sorry, um, guys. Yeah, so Don't Worry Darling is going to be, uh, is going to be right up there with Hereditary for Florence Pugh's canon of horror movies. <laughs> I. <laughs> Midsummer? I, no, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, I, movie, no, I movie she's not even in. No, I said don't worry, don't worry, darling's going to be right up there with her canon of horror movies. You said her, you said right up there with Hereditary. Oh, Hereditary, my bad, my bad, Miss Summer. I will say one of the movie, one of the movies I listed was uh, the forty-five minutes of Hereditary that I saw before I left. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, let's see a lot. There's a lot of responses on Twitter, but I, oh, I just want to nope a horror movie because I've seen that one. Yeah, but. Yeah. For like that ten minutes when they're in the house and it's like screaming. Yeah, the ten minute like rainstorm scene. <laughs> oh, that was horrifying. Uh, but also the digestion scene. That was like the best part of the movie is when they're in the house oh. and the like monsters just spitting blood on them. It's incredible. That, I I watched that and I was like, this is one of the most haunting things I've ever seen in my entire life. But yeah, that's why it was the best like part. Blood. Oh yeah, it was great. It was great. Um. My my one that I that I pick because I kind of kind of my go to my cinephile um, and a lot of people know this movie now, but it used to be like, oh, you haven't seen uh, was <laughs> it, was it follows? Um, uh, yeah, that one's definitely an if you know you know movie. Yeah, it definitely you know I still I still if, get if to you follow if you follow you follow if you follow you follow <laughs> it follows it tracks. Um, I I think I think that movie is I didn't quite understand what like. I had to have somebody explain it to me that's smarter than me because I'm a big dumb idiot, but I had to like, uh, my uncle shout out Tim. He was basically like, no, there's a, there's a thing. (laughs) I'll never, we'll never know. We'll never know. Um, it got him. It do be following. I I don't, it do be following. (laughs) (laughs) So um, shout out to really Uncle Tim. Did. Tim said there's a th- No, a thing. sorry. I don't know what is going on with my internet. The Babadook is getting me. Um <laughs> so there there's a thing with uh with horror movies dating back to uh Halloween and uh Nightmare on Elm Street that 
the, the slut shaming basically in horror mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. And uh and the final sex gets killed or whatever. Yeah, any final girl mm-hmm. thing, any like the final girl is is a tale of Zelda's time, but yeah, the slut shaming of it all um mm-hmm. is something that I wasn't even quite aware of. And this it just takes that trope and it is the movie, which is which is uh if you have sex, this spirit, this malevolent spirit that takes form of whatever you might be afraid of follows you around and you don't know what it looks like. You aren't like, it it can be a different person every single time. And it's not super jump scary or anything like that. It is just this uncomfortable haunting Mm -hmm. tense movie where literally you are running from something that you can't see the entire time. And you're just like, okay, where the fuck is it? And they say this and then, you know, where is it? What's going on? Da, 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 da. And it's really good filmmaking to not show what you're supposed to be scared of the entire movie. And mm. some people may hate it. Some people may actually like, like, like the standard horror Halloween sort of, and I get that, but this is the first one that I saw where it was tension building to the max and you're just like, you're just on pins and needles the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you're done, it's a very nice catharsis at the very end of the movie, which goes a long way. But uh, what? As someone who will never watch this movie, I have a question. So is like, is the message of the movie that having sex is bad? Or is it like using that to prove no, another I think, message? I, I think it's just like that trope of like, the final girl, like, or like that, anyone who has sex in like a horror movie in is a going teen to, horror. It, yeah, yeah in a, a teen, teen horror, horror movie is, it's like most of the time, it's like you have like your tropes of like characters in a horror movie, like you have like the slut, you have the jock, you have like, and then your final girl will always almost end up being the virgin. Like, um, the like, she's this pure, you know, like nice, sweet girl, but like in this movie, it's like, the girl that ends up being like the final girl or whatever, like she, she's the only one that can see this thing because she has sex with a guy that it's like, it's following. Yeah. And so he like passes it along to her and he's like, okay, now you have to deal with this. Like, right. uh, I don't, I don't think there's any like real message about like sex is bad, like chastity all the way. It's a Christian movie. (laughs) No. Yeah. I was definitely thinking like, this shit sounds like, Something they would play in Absinthe University. Brought to you by had this in high school, but like my like sophomore year of high school, they had all of us come into like the the performing arts center for a uh, an assembly, and some woman talked to us about like the the gift of abstinence, and oh, uh, you know how not to have sex uh, because it's bad, and you'll uh, um, you'll get diseases, and you'll start you'll get oozing, and you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> who wants so to i'm like uh is it follows just a, a really scary abstinence assembly like if you have sex you will get followed and you will I mean, die i mean technically the you movie work, <laughs> unintentionally maybe works like that but no it, it's more about it's more about how we how we place this undue shame on people that have sex for no reason at all like when in reality like everybody you know everybody has sex and it's just a thing Speak that happens. Speak for yourself, Royden. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
I am a child of God who is unmarried. Yeah. Thank you. I've been untouched by a woman for 27 years. Um, so it, single tear. It, single tear <laughs> hey, maybe the mother. All is- my tears are single tears. <laughs> um, I just, I, I, I really appreciated sort of not only the messaging of the movie, but just the, the way that it builds tension throughout and, the ending is actually really funny how they end up killing the monster, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really worth watching. I believe it was on, it was on Netflix for a while. Uh, I don't know what it's, what it's currently on. Yeah. I definitely think you can find all these movies on shutter to a streaming service, which I will never purchase. Awesome. No, but, thank you. Uh, will not be in my house. No, so, <laughs> not <in> my house. <laughs> we lost Tej to, uh, to the internet gods. Uh, sorry. Um, you may lose me here again too. I don't know what is going on right now. We got we got ghosts. Me and Dex got it. Me and Dex got it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people went with Hereditary. Somebody said Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, a movie that is going to suck. Uh, let's see. Oh, that movie's gonna be so fucking awful. I, I cannot believe people are gonna go I, watch the movie. I watched the trailer and I was like, "This feels like a porn." Yeah. Like it, it's it's the same quality. I was like, I've I've seen that video before. Like. I didn't even watch the trailer. I tweeted it from like three different accounts because like that's right. just what you do for Apollo. It's like, you know, we got to tweet, the, we gotta tweet these trailers out. We got to get this engagement. But didn't watch it after any of the four <laughs> times that I tweeted about this shit. Um, a lot of people said Get Out. Uh, some people said Train to Busan, which is a horror movie. But like, I feel, find that to be more of like an action thriller. Yeah. Than anything. That's like yeah. the zombie yeah. joint or no, whatever. Korean zombie movie. It's one of the better zombie movies of all time, which I guess if you want to want to count zombie movies as horror movies, sure, like I'll allow that. I find that to be more of like more of like an action movie, to be completely honest, which people will disagree with. But if you watch it, it's just action packed from start to finish, um, kind of like with the twenty eight days and twenty eight weeks later yeah. sort of thing. Um, okay, so these are two of the scariest movies of all time, and I, I the Insidious movie. The first Insidious movie, ick, dude. Yo, Yucky. I, I Yucky. watched that, and when that thing crawls on the ceiling and like scurries around, no, no. Um, I saw Darth Maul pop up behind that woman, and I said, "I think I'm good." Yeah, I think the scaredest I've ever been. There's two times of the most scared I've ever been in a theater was The Conjuring, the first Conjuring, which is one of the better haunted house movies of the last, uh, well, definitely decade, but of the last probably 20 years. Um, and the look, it's cheesy and bad now, but the first Paranormal Activity. Oh, no, that shit was scary. I watched that in the Fane Theater in oh. uh, in, in Livingston, Texas, where your feet just stuck to the floor. <laughs> I was just like, you couldn't even get up because your feet were stuck to the floor. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't run away because my feet were stuck. That a captive audience. <laughs> For some captive audience, for some ungodly reason, we weren't sure if it was like soda or what was on the floor of the Fane Theater, and your feet would stick to the floor. Anyway, I watched that movie, and you you could walk back to my house from the movie theater. It was like two blocks away, <laughs> so I didn't have a car. I walked to the movie theater, saw the movie oh with some God. friends, walked back, and it was just this gray, gross day outside. It was quiet as fuck outside and i just was like looking over my shoulder the entire time no got home 
nobody was home. And not only that, my like there was always some like lamp or something on in my house. The house was pitch black. Mm-hmm. Pitch black. <laughs> I opened up the door. No one home. House is pitch black. I'm not lying to you. I just went outside and played with our dog until my parents got home. What time? What time? You were like, not tonight, buddy. Yeah, I am I, not dying. It was like six in the afternoon or something, six in the oh, evening okay. or something like that. They were just gone. I don't know where they were. They were just no one was home. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, Mm-mm. I'm just gonna wait this one out. And I did. And they're like, why are you in the backyard? I was like, I'm just, what, nothing, no reason, no reason. Just vibing with my dog. All the time, mom and dad. You don't, you don't remember? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of get outs, uh, Mm -hmm. things like that. You said the Babadook Midsummer Us, which no. uh, Okay. (laughs) Us is a good. I'm a Us defender. No. Sure. No. It's not one of the best horror movies of the 21st century. However, I still love that movie. So. Um. This guy said the this this guy said the mist sinister hereditary get out it the conjuring the ring saw and train to Busan, buddy. Pick one. We did not ask you for a top ten. <laughs> anyway, so those are some. He's trying to get on screen rant. He's like, he's like Dex. You see, you can put in a good word for me. <laughs> um, that speaking of uh check me out here soon uh as soon as i get home from recording this podcast i'm gonna go write an article about Ooh, barbarian nice. screen rant so uh, you already have that. one up on uh, apollo hou yes. yeah i got a review up for on apollo hou check that Copy out apollohou.com as always uh <laughs> yeah so that has been uh one take podcast sorry to tease we couldn't we couldn't mess with the audio he, he was missed he was missed i i just wanted teach to be here so bad and like i was just like please where uh, is he but thank you to derek Thanks, Gavin. thank you to derek for coming back on for yeah, an man, actual good awesome. movie he, fine every time we have you on i'm like we gotta have derek right. on more well <laughs> it's like i was thinking about it the other day and i was like every time these guys have me on it's for like some dude bro movie that they know i haven't seen and i'm just like i'm like i'm gonna make fun of this whole movie this movie the whole time but then it was like for this i was like thank god i was like i could actually like discuss that's the fun part we're gonna have you watch like remember the titans next okay i you know i'll I'll, (laughs) listen and you have to make it as inaccessible for me as possible like you have to talk about football the whole time right that's the that's the whole point Perfect. perfect go ahead and put me down shout out to derek derek where can they find your twitter or anything that you may be writing reading or doing yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Derek Fultz, D-E-R-E-K-F-U-L-T-S. Um, and uh, I occasionally have a movie podcast, um, just every now and then, uh, Stir the Plot. I also have uh, a new project coming down the pipeline that I can't really uh, reveal too much about just yet. Uh, but it's going to be super fun, and it should be out like the first week of October. Uh, so be Sick. on the lookout for that. Um also, uh, I just want to say, uh, this is more so insider baseball for Apollo Media and uh, everyone. I'm back in the Houston area, and I am willing to, uh, as the kids say, slut myself out for Apollo Media. Uh, so if you need hell someone, yeah. um, just let me know. Nice. Dude, gonna, hell yeah. You're going gonna to actually be able to get to go on the TikTok that I have been not not invited to. So the <laughs> Hey man, look, you come down here. Nah. And 
we got we got time. Then we'll nah, do I'm, it. I'm from that like, neck of the woods. It's too it's too it's too humid. I can't do it anymore. It's, I'm, too, I'm, it's, I'm it's not... getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> I'm not like drenched in sweat by the time I get to work. So yeah, you got to reacclimate. Caitlin and I went down there for my birthday. We we're like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! I mean, y'all did come <laughs> so in the summer though. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so yeah, you can find all of our stuff at Apollo Hou Apollo Hou dot com at Apollo Hou on Twitter, Facebook and uh instagram as well as tiktok TikTok. Uh, yeah hundreds of thousands of followers on tiktok for uh hey do do the rotten tomatoes thing (laughs) nothing else bro nothing else every time we post a video literally anything else it's like five thousand views six thousand views and then we'll post like the the rotten tomatoes game the next day and it's like a hundred thousand views in two minutes like everyone just hates anything else that we do they only want us to guess rotten tomato scores and nothing else play free bird um <laughs> i think you can follow us at one take pod you can follow us at one take pod on all platforms there's also like another one take podcast imposters yeah identity theft is not a joke jim um <laughs> I think, yeah, I thought I was going on their podcast. Y'all didn't send me the link early enough, so I was like, I guess I gotta go on the other one take pod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so shout out to them, I guess, and shout out to the person that added us and was like, "Oh, sorry, we thought you we, <laughs> I thought you were this better podcast." <laughs> 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 well, no, we are, we are. No, that's us. Uh, anyway, so shout out to them. But uh, find us at the number one take pod all on all your platforms. Hey, go uh, like and subscribe for our uh, for sorry. Give us a review. I'm having I'm having an aneurysm, guys. Give us a review. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a review on Apple as well as Spotify because you can just swipe five stars now on those podcasts. We really appreciate oh, cool. that. Yeah, so Derek, go do that for us, please and thanks. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely, but totally. You'll be one of the one of the five that have done it, but we really appreciate the that. Few, the few, the proud. It really, <laughs> it really does help us. So if you've gotten to this point in the podcast, we really appreciate it. Uh, and leave us a review, even if you hated it, or maybe don't. Maybe don't bring down the algorithm. If you, just lie. If you, if you hated it, lie. Yeah. If you enjoyed me as a guest, my name is Derek Fultz. If you did not, my name is Tej. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can uh, you can follow us all there. You can follow Tej at uh, the Underhooks Pod as well as Slander U, putting out college football and fighting content. Uh, Dex, what else are you doing as well? Uh, yeah, like I just told you, I'm writing for Screen Rant. Uh, always working on Apollo shit, constantly, all the time. So follow Apollo Hou. Follow Watch with Apollo. And uh, you know all the Apollo accounts. You 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 know them. You love them. Go follow them. There was more <laughs> since we wrapped up and we didn't cover the "Don't Worry, Darling" darling slander, slander. I guess in our last. You haven't, haven't covered it at all. We covered it a little bit last week. Um, we, we I don't know if we need to cover it this week. We're already wrapping nah. up. But uh, no, get us out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah. Harry right. Harry Styles did that. I'll say Harry that. Styles oh, sucks. absolutely. He absolutely did that. Allegedly. Knock on wood. Don't sue us. All right. Thank you, uh, Dex. What are we doing, though? Hashtag support Florence Pugh, baby. Let's go. All right. We're out. Walking on a dream.